0: empowering you with strategies to succeed. This is Jen Tringale, and you're listening to the Jen Tringale Podcast. Welcome to the podcast. This is Jen Trengale. I am delighted that you are listening into the podcast as we are right in the middle of a series we have been doing on women influencers of faith. And if you are just jumping in on this series, I encourage you to go back And listen to the stories of women that are doing really some amazing things. And all of their stories are so encouraging. And some of them, I mean, you just weep hearing them tell and then rejoice with what God has done in their life and is doing in their life. And I know that it will encourage you, but I also believe that their stories will inspire and spark some things in you. We have a guest this month that I encourage you to make sure that you listen to. She is someone that I have known for some time, and she works with an organization called The Navigators, and The Navigators have been a ministry that have affected people for centuries now. They have discipled people all over the world, born-again believers, and their work has just stretched across the globe. A lot of our guest work centered out of Washington, D.C., where she was a part of instigating some conversations around some really hot topics in our culture right now and having some awkward conversations at first around issues that maybe made people uncomfortable around issues of race and what does that conversation look like and need to look like in context of who we are as the body of Christ. And what I love about our guest, her name's Connelly Gillum, is how she sought the Lord for understanding and articulation to find better understanding with her brothers and sisters in Christ. And what revelation in depth she has in the Word of God on these issues is just so eye-opening. It was one of my favorite conversations that we have got to have. So I highly encourage you to make sure you listen to this month's guest in our series, Women Influencers of Faith. So this month on this podcast, I want to just maybe spark some ideas in you about what this whole concept of being an influencer in the time, in the generation we're living in, really means because with all that is swirling in our culture right now, it can seem a little bit daunting to some depending on the circles that you are having to walk in and what you do on a day-to-day basis. And I think this is a good conversation to have because as believers, you know, we are never called to sort of stick together, flock together, stick our heads in the sand and be unaware of what's going on. Even though it can look dark and look overwhelming, God never shies away and we shouldn't either. So to take our place as influencers, I really wanna get into what this really means for us. And I feel like the best way to do that is to start out by maybe can we just initially here sort of strip down and take back to the very basics what it means as a believer and as a Christ follower to be an influencer What does that actually mean? So let's just look at this real quick here in the beginning, and then we'll get into some other things. Because of Jesus Christ living in you and I, on the other side of that decision and that transpiring is when we were called to become an influence in the world as we know it. And maybe a better way to say that is that we are called to influence our world, meaning our individual world, whatever your world encompasses, what you encounter on a day to day basis, on a weekly basis. And to influence that simply means that we are called to be a witness of God, of who he is, and a witness of what life that is found in him truly is and what it looks like. I love the way that Reverend Billy Graham in his book defined eternal life. He said so many times eternal life gets defined as merely what that looks like in the afterlife. In other words, when your life on earth here is over you receive eternal life through Jesus. He said, but eternal life truly defined in the word of God encompasses also our life on earth right here, right now. And the way that he loved to describe this eternal life, he called it a full life. He called it a fully orbed life. Life, meaning that it's not just about your life after you die and you go to heaven, but eternal life is also about your days and the days that make up your life here on earth, and that that eternal life gives us a full life, a fulfilling life, and what he called a fully orbed life. I loved his language for that. This is what, as an influencer, we are called to be a witness of. The Bible actually uses a few different kinds of symbolism to talk about how our influence has an effect. I want to look at just three of those. In one place, our influence is called to Be an influence like salt. And we know that salt is a preserving force. It's also what gives food flavor. So the Bible is saying that as believers, we're called to bring flavor, but we're also called to preserve. We are here to keep things from going off, from turning, going bad. We are a preserving force. That is a powerful place of influence. And we are called to take that place in our individual world. The second one, the word refers to us as an influence of light. And of course, Jesus is the light, the Bible tells us. But then we are also called to be light. And light is what shows the way. If you are in the dark, the light shows you the way out. And we are called to be influencers of light, to say, hey, I know the way out. I can show you the way out because I know Jesus the light personally. And then there's a third place where we are referred to as having an influence as ministers of reconciliation and restoration. And oh, how I love this. And especially in the culture that we're living in where so much restoration and even reconciliation is needed. Almost everywhere you turn, you really don't have to search to find where this is needed, do you? I mean, just in the people you meet, on a daily basis if you talk to him for any amount of time it usually won't even take them very long to let you in on a place where something was broken, a broken relationship, a broken promise, something broken in them. And it's really a place where they have need of reconciliation and restoration. So as we're just sort of reiterating this basic bottom line definition of what it means to be a person, and in this case, a woman of influence, these are the things that we're talking about. But I also want to address being this in this generation, in the time that we're living in, because it is an interesting time. Our culture is swirling with issues. Every generation has had its hot topics, its cultural issues, so to speak, and wow, this time is certainly no less. In fact, it seems like maybe there's more of them now more than ever, but I would like to speak to that too, because I just have the sense that there's some things on the Father's heart About this. Let me start off by making this statement. Who we are as believers and who we are as influencers of faith, the message that we are called to be a witness to, who God is and life in Him, is not changed or altered by the culture or the time that we're living in. In other words, our message, our call that we are bringing. Is not altered by the hot topics of the day. And the reason that the culture doesn't change our witness is because what we are a witness of doesn't change. God doesn't change. The word of God doesn't change. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. God, the same yesterday, today, and forever. None of that shifts and changes. No matter what's going on in our culture, that should not bleed into or affect or alter who we are sent to be a witness to and the goodness of God that we have to be a witness about. This is really crucial for us to understand and here's why. Because we are not called to be a witness of issues. We are called to be a witness of God and His kingdom. And I love this about the place that we're called to take because God and the Word of God doesn't shy away from all the stuff that's going on in our world today. The word of God and who he is doesn't back away or hold at arm's length issues that are happening. It doesn't shy away from sin. God doesn't shy away from brokenness or any of the effects that living life outside of God causes. God doesn't shy away from any of that because the gospel is the gospel to everyone and its influence, the influence of the good news of Jesus Christ and what he did and who he is in us changes everyone. It's not about behavior modification. It's about a heart change. It's about a person totally being changed from the inside out. It's not about modifying behavior to look right or sound right, but it's about That person being so completely transformed and being made new that their choices of their behavior have shifted because their motivation has shifted. This is what the gospel is meant to produce. And that is why I believe we are called as people of faith, as believers, as Christ followers, to listen beyond the hot topics of The day. If I could say it this way, to listen beyond the culture wars that are raging in our time, to listen beyond that to hear the culture's cries. It can be so easy to get caught up in conversations or even listen to conversations being had by news pundits and opinion shows and both sides are argued and it accelerates at such a fast pace. Maybe you've been involved in one of those. Boy, it can happen so fast before you know it and get out of hand so fast. And even though there is absolute truth that still stands today. There is absolute right and wrong, and the Word of God is so very clear about that. What I am talking about is listening beyond the noise of the culture war to hear our culture's cries. Our culture's cries for identity, for belonging, for restoration, for understanding, because the kingdom of God wins when lives are changed, not when arguments are won. Heaven wins when bondages are actually broken off of people. This is when Jesus Christ's sacrifice is fulfilled in its purpose. When restoration transpires, this can only happen when we, as people of influence, look long enough to see past the hot issue and hear the cry. Of broken people. This has so been on my heart, and I feel like it comes up over and over again among leaders that I come in contact with. And what I realize is that it's on my heart because it's on God's heart. But I and even my fellow communicators, leaders, ministers, we're not the first ones to sense this, and we're not the first ones to even talk about it. Just recently, I was going back and listening to some sort of mothers and fathers in the faith for me that have just been steadfast voices of truth. And I was listening to a message by Kenneth Hagan. and I had the honor of graduating from a Bible school that he founded. I was listening to a message that he did, and he was actually ministering on the topic of prayer and intercession. In the middle of this message on prayer— He stopped and he made this point. He said how we as believers can easily be found wanting when it comes to compassion for people. He said it's so easy for us to become focused on pointing out where individuals have missed the mark and where there is doubt and unbelief that it renders us ineffective in reaching them. He went on to say how it would be beneficial for us to yield over to the side of having compassion for people, and that doing so is not a departure from teaching the whole truth. And I believe that this is what the heart of God is wanting to get across to us Today. I remember a time in my own life when I was preparing to go speak to a large gathering of people. And I had prepared the message that I felt like the Lord had given me, but I just kept going over and over it. And I just wasn't certain that I had all the right key points in place or that I had the right scriptures. And I just kept pouring over this message. And I remember almost up to the last minute, I just still wasn't totally satisfied. And I just said to the Lord, Lord, I just don't know if I have this message just right. Maybe I I could have put it together better. And I still remember being jarred by the Lord's answer to me. And he said, Jen, it's not about perfecting the message. He said, it's about the fact that you can't effectively minister to anyone until you've loved them first. It really grabs my attention today, just like it did On that day. And I realized that I was pouring all of this effort into getting words together just right. But the power, you could say the effectiveness of the influence that this was meant to have was only going to transpire if it originated in genuine love and compassion from me toward the people that I was about to stand in front of. You know, I never want to reach a place where that becomes just a professional thing that I feel like I'm called to do, that it's just part of what I do, and so it's the right thing to do, and so I'll do it. Because if love isn't genuine, if compassion isn't real, then it loses its effectiveness Entirely. As we are called living in a day, a part of a generation, we're called to affect and influence. I believe everything that we do and say has to first generate from having taken the time to love and have compassion for everyone in our world that we are called to affect. If God doesn't shy away, then why would I, as his witness? And in doing so, we will see what has been proven throughout generation after generation, that at the end of the day, love never fails. So in the middle of all this being said and talked about and thrown back and forth and all of what we could call the culture wars of our time which have their place and are powerful in their own right it's not to diminish the importance of some of those battles that are being waged but there is simply a call to look and listen beyond to hear the cry And to see the people that these culture wars, so to speak, represent. And to remember that heaven celebrates when someone else is brought into the kingdom of God. Heaven celebrates when bondages are broken. And it is the power of God that is changing lives and breaking bondages in this generation, just as it always has. Let this heart find its place in you. And you know what? Let it do a checkup. Maybe there's been places where you've said, I'm not touching that. I'm not going there. I don't want to get anywhere near somebody with this kind of stuff going on. Maybe just do a heart checkup and say, you know what, God, I need to back up and remember that I am not called to represent the issues of the day. I am called to affect and be a witness for you. And your kingdom hasn't changed. Your word hasn't changed. Your power hasn't changed. Your truth hasn't changed. And your love hasn't. Changed. What an incredible thing we are invited to be a part of. And I'll tell you what, it'll make your days worthwhile. Take a look at your world. You're called to influence it. And I believe that God is putting some people on your path and lighting some things up in your heart to do just that. Hey, we are here for you and we are praying for you. Let us hear from you. If we can be a help, you can contact us at Jen Trengale and We want you to know there's some free resources that are available on the website to encourage you in what God has called you to do. There's other resources there to help you take next steps and go to the next place in what God has for your life. We are excited about being a part of that wherever that we can. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. Share it with a friend. Hopefully someone has come to your heart. Maybe you've been having this conversation with some people in your circle and this would be a good next step in that conversation. Share the podcast with them and let it be a blessing to them as well. Hey, we love you. We will see you back here next time. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye.